I was about to start the show. Don't laugh. Sorry. 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 Welcome to Structured Gibberish, a show about Transformers. <laughs> I'm Brian. This is Pat. Hi. I'm, uh, I'm going to take that back. I don't think that's true. Uh, Pat, what are we talking about today? A Transformer. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, then. Which Transformer are we talking about? Oh, my friend, we are talking about the mighty Ectotron. Ah, got mine here, too. Okay. All right, make sure he's clicking a lot while we're talking. Good, good. That's what I was doing. I, there it is. There it goes. I was trying to put his pack on, and it kept falling off. It seemed I was in the wrong place. It's it's really difficult to do it when you're sitting in, like, pitch black darkness like I usually am. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty cool. He's a, um, what we what we call a Voyager-sized Transformer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, an extreme retool of who is the first mold to have this body hotspot. I don't care. Um, one of the combiner <laughs> wars guys where he's basically got, uh, I'm pretty sure it's just the upper legs. <laughs> I think is the only part that carries over. And then some of like the internal tooling inside of his chest. But other than that, he's an entirely, maybe the elbows entirely new figure. Yeah. I guess uh, let's say, when I opened the package, um, I was, uh, first of all, the packaging it came in was amazing. Yes. You know, full, um, I didn't bring it down here with me. I have it. This guy is on display in my house. I brought him downstairs with me. Um, but I just love him so much. Uh, you know, I, I don't have anything specific, that I, I I'm nitpicking about it, but I am really hoping that we get a uh, a toy hacks uh, ripper label. Yeah, you know, uh, pack. You know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing because on the one hand he is nicely painted and like all the details you kind of expect are there. Right. Um, he probably could use a little bit more fine detailing in the robot say, mode because he's, he's mostly he's... like color blocked. Just a touch plain. Um, I mean, I might even, you know, go as far as I, I see. I've, I haven't started doing this stuff yet, but I'm I'm starting to try to make myself get into uh, painting mm-hmm. uh, miniatures and whatnot. Uh, and I, I think this guy, he's got a lot of good sculpted detail. But, you know, if you put like a light wash on it, it really bring it all out. Yeah, you know, be cool you know? is if you got like a silver pen or mm-hmm. some some sort of not black pen and painted the mm-hmm. the wires on his proton pack. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really cool. The proton That'd pack be... is actually pretty cool. I didn't realize that the kibble that is on the top of the car doesn't just, it isn't just the proton pack. It actually like flips inside out. Right. Very, very well. Very well. And, and again, like taking this out of the box is like, holy shit. This is a really nice Ecto-1. It, you know, it like, yeah, it... like they did a fantastic job starting from the car mode. Right. Like right. it's it, they're spot on with it. Like I'm sure there's, again, there's some details that are a little off because I'm not an Ecto one enthusiast, I, but it's right. Um, I, I mean, well, I you know what? I have probably five different Hot Wheel Ecto ones right here. We can look at. Um, they're usually pretty good. There. Yeah, this is the the ultimate edition. Honestly, the uh, they did a really good job of representing the because uh, you know to be honest the. Uh, the top pieces on Ecto one are kibble in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they do anything. They've, they've never been shown to do anything on the cartoon show. I think they, um, they could, you know, it was like a trap. Mm. <laughs> You're right up underneath the Stay Puft marshmallow man, trap him if you want to, but you wouldn't want to. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I, I, Obviously, I think, you know, in in 84, when they were building Ecto-1, it was probably like a Death Star scenario. They probably were just like, just strap as much shit to the top of this vehicle as you can get to stick on it and uh, and go, uh, which which they utilized beautifully um, in uh, in making the proton pack. How does your 
brown cable come out all the time? No, no, I it is it is lodged in there pretty well, but my blue cable comes out a lot. Interesting. I can't. My blue cable is fine, but I can't get the brown cable to stay in for the life of me. Well, and you know, to be fair, it doesn't really come out, but it bothers me that it doesn't go in all the way. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just like a, just like a millimeter or two that just doesn't go in. And it's like, I know you should go in there. <laughs> the blue one doesn't go in all the way either, but it's it mm-hmm. stays in pretty good. The the brown one is just, or maybe it's like a dark gold or something. I don't know. But yeah, I know that it, one, the antenna. <clears throat> yeah, that one is like, you know, I'll be playing with them and everything, and then like a few seconds later, I look and it's like, up oh, that popped out again. Yeah, no, mine's in there pretty good. So although I could see, like looking at it, I could see where it could fall out at any moment, but it hasn't. What I what I particularly like about this toy is that the the car mode is essentially perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect. Mm-hmm. As perfect as you can get in a Transformer representation of the vehicle mode. It's like a shiny, polished plastic, whereas, like, you know, the the plastic on Transformers is usually pretty smooth, but, you know, then they'll, like, rough it up a little bit sometimes or put some little, like, you know, detailing greebles or whatever in it. But, like, the, the outer body of the car is extremely smooth and shiny to the point where I thought for a while that they had actually painted the entire outside of the car. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see that. But I don't think they did. It's just it's just like no, a shiny, I don't think so either, but plastic. They did a really good job because again, you know, Ecto One should be, you know, nice and shiny looking. This version of it, anyway. Yeah. Um, and what I like about where I was going with this was what I like about it is that it's a very good vehicle mode, and it's a very simple transformation to robot mode. You know, right. Yeah. The, the legs basically extend out in the Combiner War style of not sliding, but kind of unfolding mm-hmm. and the arms his his arms are just like they just go up over his head and become the right. hood of the car and there's just a little bit of transformation to get the hood pieces to face the right way on his shoulders and the rest Which of the also car look just really cool. on his back. you yeah. know and, and there's there's not a lot of like you know i mean obviously you're you know the the top of the car is kibble mm-hmm. but uh but other than that there's not a lot of kibble going on but it's um, it's appropriately used. Like we often talk about, like it's, it's ironic because we're in the Transformers world. We're always like, oh well, when they've got extra kibble and they they just fold it up and stick it on his back, and we call it a backpack. Like this this robot has a backpack, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like this guy, they literally did that, except he's supposed to have a backpack. He is he's supposed literally to wearing have a backpack. a backpack. So yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the the only thing I I find the uh, the ladder a little weird. That yeah. little rubbery black piece, I, I feel like I would have forgiven them if they just omitted it because I feel like it just doesn't fit. I just, um, you know? <clears throat> I leave it tilted slightly back so that the angled part of the ladder kind of goes around the rear window when he's in robot mode. Oh, see, here's what I did. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell in the instructions. Like, there's a little hole on his leg mm-hmm. that I peg it into. Yeah. So it, it just goes from the leg back down to its regular hole. Oh. Uh, I think that's what I'm doing, but I'm not I'm not putting it to its regular... It's like pegged in on the side of his leg. Hold on. I just pulled it off. It's pegged in on the side of his leg, but then what I had seen other people do is have it pointing straight down along his leg. And I, and I don't like that. I, I angle it slightly back so that the angled piece at the bottom goes like around his the rear windshield on the back of his leg. So here's what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. putting it back into car mode right now. Um, when I first got it out of the box, the front hood of the car could not stay together. Like I couldn't get it to line up and stay together, but this time I'm doing it and it's, it's working pretty good. Actually, perhaps I shall, because I, I think I feel like I transformed it once. No, I transformed it like three or four times, but but in one sitting, and then I I didn't didn't do it again. I like it so much. They did. I mean, they did such a good job of hitting I, all the marks. You yep. know, he's got the uh, the Ghostbuster goggles on. You know, that was a, a nice little touch that they didn't 
they definitely didn't have to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I like how, and I'm I'm going to have a hard time doing this because I don't have the instructions in front of me, but <clears throat> I like how the, the blue cable that comes out of the back of the proton pack, when you're putting him back into car mode, it has like specific little tabs on it for where it goes around the car. Right, right. Let's see if I can get this in here. So I'm going to have to kind of work through that a little bit. The The proton pack is not... It, in vehicle mode, it stays on really well because it's got these like two deep pegs that it goes into. Mm-hmm. In robot mode, it's got like one shallow tab <laughs> that uh, I should probably just not hold it so close to the microphone, I'm realizing now. But um, Come on, get in there, you. Let's see. Wait, which way does the blue thing come out? Oh, wait a minute. Does the blue thing have to go... Does, Man, I need to get the instructions. I hate getting the instructions. It's one thing I hate, Pat, is the instructions. If there's one thing out there in this land of ours that Brian hates, it's having to read the instructions. Is it, uh, I feel like I remember when I took it to robot mode last time, uh, the, oh, wait a minute. Oh. Oh, I'm putting it on backwards, Pat. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. No wonder. Okay. That makes sense. So that's got to wrap around there. Now it makes sense. Okay. So that goes in there. Stuff that in. All right. So I figured out the, uh, I figured out the, where the tabs go. Once you figure out where the tabs go on the blue cable, then it gets a lot easier. Although I don't think I put the gun on right. Hold on. All right, so this may be not the most flattering portion of the review, where I struggled to figure out how to transform this thing that I had just said was actually a really simple transformation. That's not really a dig on the toy, though, Brian. Um, uh, oh, see? This was easy. Look at that. Look at, look up, look at it, podcast listeners. Look how we did Oops. Oops. Sorry. Yep. Just... Uh-huh. Now, wait a minute. Should that go out the back? No. That goes there. What is this thing even doing? Is it plugged into, like, the gas cap or something? Like, is it drawing gasoline out of the car and into up into the thing, or what? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you're the Hard expert. I'm the I, air expert. I am afraid of no ghosts, all right? I'm not the expert. <laughs> I, I am, in fact, afraid of no ghosts. Uh, how okay. does the gun go Wait. on there? I forget how the gun Sideways. Goes. Okay, hold on now. You got to kind of fight with the little the tabs here on the sides of the, the pipes, the sides of the blue cables here. But once you get those in, there we go. I have an Ecto 0.9 here. Hold on. Then the gun faces... Uh, Faces backwards. No, it's got to face forwards. Gun faces forwards on the side. Like that. Pretty sure. That's how that goes. Then we plug your antenna thing or whatever into the top. And the ladder goes uh, back in its home. And I should have attached the ladder way before I put the proton pack on, shouldn't I? Oh, no, it goes on top. No, yeah, it goes on to the, yeah. Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. It's a car. It's a rather good-looking car now. I love it. I love this thing. I don't know where... I don't know which direction to put the proton pack on the top. Okay, hold on. I'll get the box. All right, I got the box. The box says... You put the proton pack. Okay, I got it on right. So <clears throat> you just take the. I, large... I will. I will say this: the uh, the rest of the transformation very easy. Does the blue bit stay out the whole time? What's the blue bit? You know the the blue. The blue cable. Yeah. Most of it goes underneath the proton pack, and then just a like little bit into comes the car. Inside the car, yeah. So you take the further up. Okay, so there's there's the end that connects to the side of the car, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then right after that, there's the first big tab. 
then a little ways there's the second big tab then like half of the way beyond that there's a small tab that tab plugs into the side of the proton pack so that you can wrap it around and it'll stay attached when you shove the proton pack back into the top of the car and then you can have it kind of snake out the side uh, and connect the other two tabs in the, the, the final peg. And then the gun, uh, you take the, the larger peg that's on the bottom, not the one that where you would hold it like a baton, but the one where you would hold it like a gun. You take that peg and put it into the side hole. And then the, the tip of the gun is like sitting on top of the, fir the front uh, siren light thing. Siren light thing like that. And now it is a ghost busting hearse. Pretty cool. It's almost got chairs in the front. It's not it's not a hearse, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought a hearse was what you put dead people in. <laughs> I hope nobody ever says that about your parents. <laughs> There's something you put dead people in? It's just a Clerks the Animated Series reference. Hmm. See, the, all right, maybe I just don't have, I don't know. I don't know send what I'm it, doing wrong here. Over to, send it over to my house. <laughs> just shoot it on over. I feel like I'm trying to uh, put it on back. Here's your, the bottom line. I'm going to transform it right back into the uh, uh, robot anyway, so I'm just not going to put it on. Anyway, other than for me, other than the proton pack, I found the transformation to be delightfully um, simple without being mundane. You can take the main body from car to robot in like eight seconds. The sure. proton pack yeah. is a complicated transformation, and it's only made complicated by the fact that you have this blue cable that has it has to be in, in a certain exact position in order for everything to fit while you're jamming the proton pack back onto the top of the car. Right. So other than that, like I said, the. The actual transformer itself, I, again, I got to say, looking at just this little Ecto-1 here is amazing when you start realizing that there's a transformer inside, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. All right. So let's um, go on to the next topic. We've been talking for a while about. Well, I mean, kind of. Just the one thing. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I should have been checking off the things. I don't care. All right. <clears throat> Here's the next topic, Pat. You ready for this? I'm going to try to be. It's Transformers again. <gasps> so there's did, going to you be. You did promise the people a show about Transformers. Yeah. Now, I don't really expect anybody to go out and buy this, any of our listeners, but there's uh, going to be a are, are our listeners not good enough? Uh, this is a Japanese release, and I feel like <laughs> most people don't go for that. But I just wanted to point it out because it's really cool, and you could look at the pictures and 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 be like, "Oh yeah, he was right. That's pretty cool." Um, the Takara Tomi is going to be releasing a series, a set called Transformers 35th Anniversary Convoy and Optimus Prime set, and it is called that because in Japan, Optimus Prime's name was Convoy because he's a truck. Get it? I get it. I'm with you. But when the movies came out, they decided in Japan that it would just be easier if Convoy in the movies was just named Optimus Prime. So movie toys in Japan are named Optimus Prime. All other Optimus Primes are named Convoy of some sort. Fire Convoy, Beast Convoy, Lyo Convoy. Optimus Prime Convoy. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fire Guts, Super God Jinrai. Uh... There's I'm no sorry, problem. what was that last one? <laughs> Fire Guts, Pat. That's the best upgrade Fire to any guts. Transformer. Fire Guts. It's just, a, it's just an eye-burning orange Transformer. Anyway, what this, what this what? is, is a, a two-pack. You get the original G1 Optimus Prime. Um, let me look at this picture real quick. and see if he's got any of the various modifications. This appears to be an unmodified original... G1 Optimus Prime, meaning smokestacks are the original length. The uh, fists do not have the fist extensions that make the gun fit properly. 
so he uh-huh. cannot properly hold the gun, just like the original toy. <laughs> just like it was in the old days. Yep. This is the original gun that it comes with, with the weird second handle that makes it impossible for him to hold it like a robot would actually hold a gun, or even a person. <laughs> so anyway, this is a legit reissue of the original Optimus Prime without any of the modifications from over the years. And also in the two-pack is... I'm not sure if this is a repaint or not, because I haven't really looked at the Studio Series too closely, but um, the Optimus Prime toy of how he appeared in the Bumblebee movie, which is essentially very close to G1, but still Michael Bay-esque, you know. Just slightly Michael Bayed. Yep. The vehicle modes are just about the exact same size. Uh, The movie figure is a little bit taller in robot mode than the G1 figure. But anyway, the boxes that they come in are the uh, an exact replica of the original convoy box and then a modification of that box to have um, the movie figure on him on it with artwork that mimics the original artwork. So basically they they just kind of like recreated the G1 box but for the movie character. And it's pretty cool. It's gonna cost 10,800 yen you know which translates to about a hundred dollars. okay. For two figures, that's pretty good. About $100 for two Japanese figures, one of which is an original, unmodified G1 Optimus Prime. So that is if you need good. one of those, can't go wrong with this set. There you um, go. I'm, I'm, I wanted to look on the box. Yeah, see now, here's the thing, Pat. The box says Takara Tomy on it. It's mm-hmm. got the, the modern logo, not the original Takara logo from back in the day. The um, Ectotron box has the original 80s Hasbro logo on it. It doesn't mm. have the modern Hasbro logo, mm-hmm. which I, I think is pretty that. cool. It's, um, let's, yeah, grab it again. It's the, the one that looks like a house with like two kids in it or something. Right. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, actually, you do, know, they we... put the, do they put the, they don't actually put the, the new Hasbro logo anywhere on here. Even the old Hasbro logo is even with, the, the current uh, Transformers Authentic logo, the Ghost Core logo, whatever that is, <laughs> um, and the General Motors Motors logo, which they because they had to license this vehicle. Right. Um, we it should, is an ambulance, by the way. Whatever. Um, you know, while I got the Ectotron box out, I, I don't think we, we didn't talk about it too much because you didn't have it, but um, the back of the box has the original G1 artwork on it, meaning like um, from the first wave of Transformers where Mm -hmm. they looked very much like the toys um, and they're fighting in space for some reason. Because why not? Yeah, and there's like cars just driving around in space. Literally, none of these people should be in space, but they're all in space. (laughs) And it's got the tech specs on him with the thing that you could, if you wanted, hold the red cellophane mm-hmm. over it except you can see it without the cellophanes but very clearly but whatever his function is paranormal investigator and his quote is when life splatters you with marshmallow goo just go with it and his description is when the ghostbusters need a ride to the next paranormal hotspot, it's nice to have one who can also handle a proton pack so anyway he also comes is with it, a slimer i was gonna say we didn't talk yeah. about the slimer um he is well sculpted, uh, completely unpainted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe uh, this is this is a, a just a touch of a knock against it. I'm pretty sure this is the redesign of Slimer for the 2016 movie. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, and I'm not a fan of that very much. I, I just uh, I don't know. Here's what I know about this. My kids wanted to take this away from me, just the Slimer, <laughs> so they could play with it with Hatchimals and stuff. Right, and, it's it's the right size. And Edwin was like, uh, "I'm I named it Slimy," and I said, "Oh yeah, now his name is Slimer." And he goes, "Yeah, cool, cool. I named it Slimy." <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Dad, uh, shut up. I named it something else. <laughs> yeah, that's not his name anymore because he's mine now. So, yeah. Anyway, I stole it while he wasn't looking, so it's mine again. <laughs> I have good, Slimy. Good, good deal. Slimy is mine. Okay. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about, um, do you have anything at all to say about these Optimus Primes <laughs> or the, um, 
or or the Ectotron while we're here? Um, I will say that uh, if I didn't already own a not original Optimus Prime, I might buy those Optimus Primes um, because they sound very cool. But other than that, you know, I, I think I've said my piece on Ectotron. It's amazing. You should get one. Um, and other than that, we're good. I think what's particularly weird about this set is that this is a very Hasbro thing to do, and it's not a very Takara thing to do. Tara, Takara, um, they tend to do like a reissue line, you know, like the Encore series and stuff like that, where it's just like, we're going to reissue a G1 toy like once every three to six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. This set... Yeah, you know, and they always have new packaging, and there's always some modifications. Like, oh, now Soundwave can hold two tape decks, or now Megatron doesn't have uh, springs in his gun, or whatever. Um, this this is a very Hasbro thing to do, where it's we're recreating the original packaging. Um, we're doing a then and now kind of set. Uh, this is, you know, Hasbro or uh, Takara likes to do things like here's a figure, but it's made out of solid gold, and we're. <laughs> They only made one. So that's that's very interesting. Um, I, I, I'll say I think that it's appropriate because I feel like here in America, um, we are we are just nostalgia junkies. Mm-hmm. You know, we want we as a you know, as the generation that is currently kind of taking taking things over, um you know, we we want to walk into Walmart and see the same Optimus Prime that we saw 30 years ago and be like, oh, oh. 35. Shut up, man. <laughs> it's the 35th anniversary set. So. 35. Uh, anyway, um, you know, they, we, we want to be able to walk in and say, hey, things aren't so bad. <laughs> There's Optimus Prime. He's right there. It's OK. I'm going to buy this. Uh, and to whereas I feel like, and I, you know, I don't know this firsthand, but I get the feeling that uh, overseas, they just never let go. You know, they just kept going. Yeah, they're still going, and so they they don't need the nostalgia. It's still there. They're right. they're just still rocking and rolling. I mean, like that's where you get, you know, like we we get into the the rut of like, oh, there's a new Transformers every two years, or there's a new Ninja Turtles show every six to eight years or whatever however long those things are on you know it's like constant reboots about things but in japan it's just like now we're on our 43rd super sentai show you know we're on our fifth 48th year of common writer or whatever it is um you know with a long break in between but yeah like that's they celebrate like the milestones and stuff and Mm -hmm. they they look back over the the thing but it's all just like now we're just gonna keep going as long as we People like this stuff or just keep making more. Right. And why not? You yeah. Know, it's... And they they don't they don't seem to fall into the nostalgia trap of like like we did where it's like, oh, it's the twentieth anniversary twentieth anniversary of Power Rangers. Let's let's make nothing but mighty morphin figures for ten years. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles two packs. Now I the, think the, this is the best Batman versus anything I've heard of in at least like five years. Yeah, now I think these are based on the Batman versus TMNT uh, comic book that was out recently, which is roughly based on the Nickelodeon designs of the Turtles. I there's I know there's a cartoon that came out. I didn't know there was a comic. Oh, maybe that's so. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're right. It was a cartoon. Um, anyway, these are, there's two packs. You get one turtle, you get one Batman or one turtle character, one <laughs> Batman character, I should say. So you get, it, would, uh, it would have actually, I think, been cooler if it was one turtle, one Batman. You know, if, if this was a standard Mattel release, that's how it would have been. Or Kenner. Oh, Kenner. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like, oh, it's Leonardo with Batman. It's Michelangelo with Arctic Freeze Batman. It's Ninja Turtle with Virus Download Batman or whatever. <laughs> no, no. No, no, they all would have been like terrible versions of Batman, and then like, uh, oh, it's Toka, and we're not releasing Razor, but yeah. it's it's Toka and classic Batman. <laughs> it's Toka and Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> they would do that. I 
they guarantee it. Bitches. So anyway, uh, it's Batman and Leonardo. Uh, who is this? Raph and uh, Damien, uh, Robin, uh, Donatello with Batgirl in the good costume, Michelangelo with Alfred, and then uh, Shredder with uh, Rachel Ghoul. So aside from the Shredder and Raish pack, which looks to be only coming with Raish's sword as the accessory, and maybe a canister of ooze, I believe, is all that comes with. Uh, but Shredder's looking pretty ripped, so that's good. Um, all of the other ones come with, like, three pairs of hands, two or three pairs of hands per figure, plus weapons, uh, plus pizza, plus uh, Mikey comes with a skateboard, Donatello comes with a communicator, and an empty T TGRI container. Uh, Raph comes with a sewer cover. And Leonardo comes with uh, nothing special. So a lot of them come with pizza. But Batman's got a lot, a lot of accessories. Of alternate heads, too. Like the the mm-hmm. Raph, uh, Damien come with alternate heads. And... Yeah, with Damien with hood up and Raph with helm, whatever helmet on weird. with a weird face. And Donatello with like... I don't even know. I don't know what's going on with these. I but at cool. first I thought he had like anime eyes, but now I'm thinking that might be like a monocle. I'm yeah, really not sure. It is a monocle or some some sort of like scanner device. Right. I guess I should have watched this movie. I don't know. But anyway, you these know. look pretty cool. There, I don't believe there's any uh, pricing information known yet. Um, I do most... really like. I like that Alfred comes with a Superman mug. <laughs> I, I kind of just want that accessory. <laughs> and he, he has the AOK <laughs> signal hand. It's a, very interesting choices made here. Yeah, that, that's probably a reference to something in the movie. So I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so uh, uh, Leo, Leo and Batman and Raph and Damien uh, will be out in September. Uh, Donnie and Batgirl in October. Uh, Michelangelo and Alfred in November and Shredder and Rachel Ghoul in December. And there is a link to pre-order them and they are $50 per two pack. That's at, really not too bad at GameStop or, or $250 for the entire thing. All, Wait two, now, four, hold on six, now. Six, eight, two, four, six, eight. Yep. All 12 figures. Oh, why did they call this a San Diego Comic Con exclusive bundle? I these whole these all of these things are technically San Diego Comic Con exclusives. That's really dumb because there is also can... a for real San Diego Comic Con exclusive of Michelangelo wearing Batman's cape and cowl. Yeah, it's it's really weird the way these are. Like you can pre-order the exclusives now at GameStop, and they will ship them to you, which doesn't make any sense. Well, how are they exclusive, then? I mean, right. It's, there are so it's, many weird things. You know, it's like um, what what a lot of companies do, like what Hasbro does, where it's like, we have our Comic-Con exclusives, and we have them at the show, and then, like, a month or two later, they we put them up, the leftover stock on our website. You know, or we have stock that we set aside for the website, and you can get it without going to the show. You just have to wait a while. Um, these guys are just like, yeah, we're going to cut out the middleman here and just be like, you can pre-order it. Because uh, if they're if they're actually San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, that means you'll be able to get them at the con in a few weeks, and then you all just have to wait several months to get them from the pre-order. Well, and you know, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but I think I don't think we really talked about this aspect of it. Um, you know, Mattel is jumping back in on the He-Man bandwagon here, um, and their exclusive, apparently, now again, this is for whatever reason, they are not communicating well. Because I don't know if you remember or not when this was first announced for that two-pack of He-Man and Prince Adam, mm-hmm. like it was first announced, it made it seem very much like. Anybody could just go on the website um, and and order it, and but it was a, a, a con exclusive, but you could still order it, um, which turned out to absolutely not be true. Um, what you could do is you could go to the website and order it, and then you have to go to San Diego Comic-Con and check in at San Diego Comic-Con, and then they will ship it to you. 
What? You you what? can't walk into Comic-Con and say, okay, I pre-ordered it. Can I have it? They'll be like, no, you checked in, which means we're marking you as you did it. You came and checked in. So we're okay to ship it to you. What now? Here's, what is here's the benefit. How I have that, no clue. I have no clue. Um, well, I guess it guarantees you one because maybe they're going to run out. Like that's the yeah, thing. Like, like I don't, you know, the I mean, you can't bring them to the show. I guess not. I don't know. That's, this is so, this is this is entirely like Mattel being like, uh, what's what's literally the easiest thing that we can do here without any regard for what the customers would like. Yes, that's absolutely exactly what they're they're what's, offering what's us. What's the worst experience we could provide for <laughs> customers while providing the best experience for ourselves? Yeah. We will make yes. them pay and buy it ahead of time. And then we will make them come to the thing where we would normally give it to them or normally make them buy it there. But we don't want to have to lug all the stuff there. So we'll just say like, okay... You you did the thing. You're here, okay. And now we'll just we'll ship it. It'll be at your house when you get there. Whatever. Probably not. It'll be no. at your house at we'll, some point we'll in the next it in the next six, six, or six weeks, weeks or so. Yeah. Um, it'll <clears throat> arrive to you. So yeah, I, I again. And here's the other like kicking the balls. I have no idea how, but there are a lot of people who already have these toys. <laughs> like some <laughs> like people. They, they went found to Comic Con and checked in already. <laughs> I I guess allegedly, you know, I, I follow like six different He-Man Facebook pages. Allegedly, a, a, like an entire shipment of them went missing. Oh, my God. Um, And so like they've been popping up at resale shops and at, you know, uh, <laughs> like the disco round places and shit for, you know, what you'd expect. A couple hundred bucks in some cases, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, again, I'm 96% sure <laughs> that this is going to be a line and you're going to be able to get both of those figures probably at least in some way or another down the road as single pack characters. So I'm not super worried. I'm also not interested in buying an entire new line. Mm -hmm. That said, you flash a Skeletor my way, I'm going to buy it, <laughs> but I'm not going to buy a whole new line. You're not going to be a completist. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> These Ninja so, Turtle figures, by the way, getting back to the topic, yeah, the, yeah. The, the bundle of all of them is you save 50 bucks by buying them all together. Okay. Uh, all they'll, right. they'll be released in December when the last two figures come out. Right. Um, and th this is online only, so they'll ship it to you. The other figures, the other two packs, you can pre-order on the website, but they will be in stores uh, at GameStops on whatever their release, their respective release dates are. So, interesting way to do Comic-Con exclusives this year. I actually kind of like this because I can just, uh, I can, you know, get my pre-order in now and I don't mind waiting several months for things. Right. See, that's, that's, I really liked the way Super 7 handled... Uh, which is a sentence few have said. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked the way they handled their laughing Prince Adam. Yeah. It was like it was like a hey, surprise! People who are coming to the show, we announced it like a week before the show happened. It was a total shocker. Here it is. We literally have the product in hand. Come and buy it. P.S. We're doing a second run. Everybody who wants one is gonna get one. We're going to take pre-orders and then order go, you know, and it was just such a great experience because again, you still had the, like, I'm special. I went to the con. You got your figure like six months before everybody else. That's cool. You know, you know what I like, um, this, this thing that Hasbro did, I want, I want to say they did it two years ago, but I can't remember if they did it again last year or not, but when they had their, um, there like Hasbro day, uh, right before Comic-Con, you know, where like investors can come and, um, there's like, a, they do like a breakfast or something and they have a little presentation. They would announce a new f exclusive figure and then be like, and it's on, it's on sale right now and we will ship it to you today. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the coolest thing. Like 
Um, Funko's done, we've talked about it, but Funko's done it a couple of times where all of a sudden they're like, yeah, brand new, never talked about it before, available now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. And it, it wasn't, but like literally two days after you ordered it, it came to your house. You yeah. know, it was it was there. So um, very cool when that, that kind of stuff happens uh, when it's done right. That's that's the big kicker. It's got to be done right. Um, you know, I I have zero faith in Mattel. And if you this is I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or not, but a little while back, uh, just for funsies, I was thinking about buying a share of something, you know, mm-hmm. mostly just to get the paper and put it on your wall and be like, oh, yes, I own a share. And, <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's not an actual investment, put it that way. Um, and I thought, you know, I love Mattel. I love Mattel in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and since I can't buy stock in Mattel in the 80s, maybe I'd look at it now. Um, Mattel stock at the time I looked at it was like $12 and I think it's probably only doing worse. I'll, I'll double check just for the sake of accuracy. Um, but then I was like, well, shoot, that's pretty darn cheap. Uh Why, why haven't I done this before? Um, and, uh, Then I was like, you know, I should look at other products. You know, maybe maybe I can get a piece of Hasbro, <laughs> or uh, or you know, like you know, the, the the thought crossed my mind and then quickly went away when I thought, well, what about you know, Marvel or DC? Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't buy stock in those companies anymore because you just have to buy stock in Warner Brothers or Disney. So yeah, that's that's they're a little different company. Um, Currently, Mattel stock is at $11.60 a share. Um, I uh, And now, just just for, for giggles here, Hasbro, Hasbro stock, um, there's, there was a little bit of sticker shock when you were going from Mattel to Hasbro. Hasbro stock currently at $108.30 a share. Um, just a tad different. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do. I, I like the idea of that. Like, like you said, you could be a shareholder and get to go to the breakfast. You know, it just takes the one share yep. to be a shareholder. So now did I ever tell you about the time I almost bought stock in something? Probably, but tell us again, Brian. Maybe it the was, listeners weren't there. I, I had gotten some money for my birthday this one year. And I said, I, I might buy a share of stock in something. And I thought about what to do. And I, I looked at a couple of different companies and everything. And I thought, you know, I've got all this Apple stuff. I'm a big fan of Apple. I should buy a, a share of Apple. And their stock was, I think it was like $60. And I thought oh, about Brian. it. I thought about it. And I was like, eh. Nah, I'll pass. And I didn't. I didn't buy a share of anything. I just kept my money. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, they announced the iPhone. <laughs> and I, I want to say their stock is like, I think it's all. It's like only like two hundred dollars right now. But that's after having split like three or four times since then. So I would probably have like eight shares at two hundred dollars or ten shares or whatever, sixteen right. shares. I don't know. Um, and a lot of dividends. It would have been nice. If my one share would have been would have paid off well. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like when you're looking at one share, like you got to look at that as like, oh, I'm I'm support. I'm becoming a little part of this company. Yeah. You know, a very little part, but I get to feel like, hey, I matter a little. Um, Apple stock currently at two hundred and three dollars and twenty three cents. Um, so I mean, just that alone, you know, you would really. Yeah, that's that's one it. of those where I I because like you said, normally if you buy one share, it's like you hold on to it and then maybe like you sell it for like either a couple dollars a profit or a couple dollars a loss. It doesn't really matter. Like that's not why you bought it, you right? Know, but like one share of Apple stock would have actually paid off pretty hand, handsomely, and I, right, I, I regret right. that. Now I don't I regret know, it I, to this day. I instead just I, bought an iPhone. I don't understand how it works. Um, my my family at one point owned stock in Campbell Soup, 
Uh, my grandma's like a, like, a, like a beef stock or like a <laughs> like a chicken stock. Okay. No, I I, I want to say my grandfather's mother worked at Campbell's Soup and she had some shares. Um, and I know they got a payout. Like, how does that work with stock? Do you know? Are you well versed <clears throat> with stock? I am not super well versed, but uh, some stock pays dividends, uh-huh. which is where they just pay a certain amount of value like a percentage of the value to the shareholders periodically. And that is like entirely at the discretion of the company most of the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. I believe. I, you know, like I said, I still might, I mean, again, if we're, I feel like I'm going to pay more in fees to actually obtain the piece of stock from Mattel than I will for the actual Mattel stock. But again, I mean, they, They've been a company that, while I know does poorly a lot, <laughs> uh, well, this, this is always very telling when you look at their chart and there's like a huge spike, but that huge spike is like 23 cents. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're not, buying one share is not really truly supporting them. That's really just for you. Exactly. Exactly. It's just it's just like a ha. This, this is kind of fun, you know. Yeah. My my eleven dollars is probably better for them if I buy one of their products. Right, or half of one of their products. Right. As so, it were. speaking of one of their products, Pat, tell me about the Super Seven San Diego Comic Con stuff. Since we were we 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 uh, flirted with the Super Seven topic a little bit here, but um, they've got some San Diego Comic Con properties. They've up got that look pretty cool. They got a shit ton, a shit ton, my friend. How come uh, I never got that Space Pirate reaction figure, Pat? Because you didn't buy it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to buy it to get it. I thought they were going to just send it to me. <laughs> I talked about it on the show. I know. I never. I didn't end up getting anything from that wave either, and then they sold out, and I'm waiting for a new wave. They come out with them periodically. I'm sure there's something new on the horizon. My daughter um, hides glitter inside of my action figures sometimes because she knows I... <laughs> glitter I, I believe you announced on this show that if somebody ever glitter bombed you which is what I'm pretty sure the definition of what your daughter did uh, you would no longer be friends with them so I think you and you, you have, a, have a talk I have punished her severely for <laughs> putting a single glitter on me on multiple she, occasions she has been punished severely this was one single glitter inside of a 5 millimeter port in a transformer Anyway, that, moving on. That's crazy talk. Anyway, okay, so Jeez, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive <laughs> uh, Super 7 stuff that I could give two shits about are the King Diamond, who I really don't know who that is. Is that a wrestler? Um, he looks like a wrestler. Sounds um, like a wrestler. The Misfits, uh, they, they put out a lot of the Misfits figures. Um, they're usually based on, on different albums somehow. Um, so that's, I mean, it's cool that they made it. I just don't care. Uh, the Nosferatu as well. Like he's, he's a character that I think I would enjoy getting, but this is a weird <laughs> mashup of it's a black and white figure, but they also blood splattered it. Also like, the, the head sculpt, blood. the head sculpt just looks car- too it's cartoony. True. I think true. I agree. I agree. That's, it's definitely not a winner. The Misfits um, one looks okay. The Misfits one looks appropriate. Uh, then there's this uh, three or four pack, depending upon how you view. Uh, okay, I just just realized what you meant. Okay. Um, the, now I, I we talked about this, but I have never heard of Breakin. Um, uh, aside from, and I ne- I only heard about it because this is a toy line. But I never knew that Breakin Two Electric Bookaloo was where you know, blank two electric boogaloo came from. Mm-hmm. Um, these figures are totally awesome eighties style. Like mm-hmm. I kind of just want them to, to be like eighties toys in my toys. Like, yep, nope. This is just eighties girl. I special K I believe is her name. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a broom. I think the broom's name is turbo. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'm, no, I'm pretty it's sure not. it's not. But Turbo in the back, is... it, it, it looks pretty, pretty much like it could be. Turbo no, is Turbo the guy is without the, the hat. 
Yes, yes. Uh, so the less cool of the guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ozone I, is definitely the winner of the two guys. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, again, I could give two shits about these. I don't know uh, where they... I, I, I Like I said, I've never even heard of them. Um, now, the Great Garlu is a really cool thing that they do. They, that's an old toy that they've made into an action figure and i i would like to get one one day but i haven't yet so it probably won't it definitely won't be this glow in the dark version that they put out mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of glow in the dark as like the gimmick like i like it as an add-on gimmick uh but like if it's just like oh the only difference between this and the other one is that this one's made of glow in the dark material it's like i eh, keep it yeah. Uh, um, yeah i'm the same way it's it makes it like if you're not looking at it in the dark, you just have right. a crappy colored figure. Right. Exactly. You know, like a character like Scareglow, that's doing it right. It looked cool when it was not in the dark. And when it was in the dark, it looked even cooler. That's just how it worked. Um, anyway, so Phantom Starkiller, I think this is its fourth or fifth colorway. Um, I'm <laughs> I. I really enjoy that this is happening. Um, we've talked about this one, right? Yeah. Long, st- long story short, Phantom Starkiller is a guy. Um, he's actually pretty local. Um, I think he's from the Rockford area. Um, guy made bootleg figures for many years named Killer Bootlegs. He's very cool, very nice guy. Um, and he made up his own character called the Phantom Starkiller, which is this character. It's like some cross between Star Wars and Skeletor somewhere, somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and they put out a bunch of them. I actually have the first one sitting right here on my desk because I, I really enjoy it. Uh, but when, when you start getting, when push comes to shove and all you're giving me is repaints and the repaints are okay, but not like mind blowing. I'm starting to get bored. I think that's where I'm going with this. I There's another character that they're going to be putting out. Um, he's been teasing it for a little while. When that hits, I'm totally buying it. I'll be very excited. But just seeing the same figure over and over again in different colorways is starting to be kind of meh. Um, and none of them are Skeletor colorways. Like, if they, if they could give me some pop culture reference colorways, I would be down. But this is just like, you would look cool in grays and purple. Sure. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, this one is actually a throwback to one of the um, releases he actually made. So that's kind of cool. Um, I think this was the the second edition colorway he made. Can, um, is, it, is it true that he neither comes with a laser sword nor could actually hold a laser sword if you had one? That is absolutely not true. He actually has uh, vintage Star Wars style uh his his right hand is is in a cone uh, oh, no and, way. and it just slides out the bottom so oh. it's very like i said this is very cool it's a very cool figure i like it a lot uh i just hope they do something more with it that's all just take the next step that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what i'm asking the, and, the next step is sending a few samples to my house <laughs> right the the thing that bothers me the most about it is that i was on board i was gonna buy all the variants and everything and the second one that came out was an exclusive to some convention and i couldn't get a hold of it and it just ruined the whole experience for me I, and it was a glow-in-the-dark one too <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to keep a, a whole set of these in the box. And now I, cause I, I bought a, the first figure, I bought a box and a loose, you know, one to make loose. Um, and, uh, and now I'm, I'm very, I'm considering just getting rid of that one. And I bought the third one. But then, like I said, I just, I'm like, there's this huge hole in my collection. And these are like crazy popular, so like I I went to the secondary market thinking, you know, these are 15 bucks. I guess I'd pay 30, you know, to to have the complete set. Uh they're going for like 80 bucks. Jeez. <laughs> it's like I'm not there's no way that I'm going to pay 80 bucks for a non-licensed character that was mass produced. <laughs> like this is you're you're charging me more than his handmade ones were. That's just crazy. Um, 
But anyway, okay, so let's keep this keep this trucker rolling. Um, no, on to some of the things that I think are fucking awesome. Okay. Um, so I have been, I've always loved the idea of the Metropolis movie. I have never seen it, <laughs> but I love the aesthetics of it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's billed as like the first sci-fi film. Um, and for, since last year, last year they, they gave the first, um, gave us the first figure, uh, of, uh, Maria, which is the robot Maria, which I think I want to say in the movie, there's a human Maria that gets transformed into a robot. I think that's, I don't know. Have you ever seen this? Have you ever, I have you not seen talking this about? Nope. Um, it's, I think I'm pretty sure it's a silent film. Um, Anyway, they put out the figure last year at San Diego Comic-Con. I couldn't get a hold of that edition. I was really bummed out. Um, I'm sure the same thing is going to happen with this edition because it's even cooler. Um, but this one is full vacuumized metal. And to push it over the top, it is a Star Wars send-up. So now, again, in the movie, she definitely did not have <clears throat> a silver leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But to make her more like C-3PO, she has full vacuumized metal and the lower portion of her right leg is silver. Uh, she also comes with a coin and the packaging is very much a send up to the vintage Kenner Star Wars packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool. I'm really, really hoping that I can snag this one. Um, I think this is probably the only exclusive that I'll be really bummed out if I don't get. Um, she is just just everything that you could ask for in uh, in a a reaction figure. It's very. Mm-hmm. Um, then let's move on. We're we're doing these in order of excitement for me. Um, Are you going least to greatest, or right, right. We're building. We're building. Yeah. Um, so they. Uh, they announced uh i think it was last year again they announced that they were getting the ninja turtles license now of course everybody was like oh my gosh it's gonna be masters of the universe classic ninja turtles this is great this couldn't be any better i don't know what to say about this (laughs) this next set because i i think it's neat but i also personally don't have any use for it (laughs) What's the scale of this? This is react. These are reaction figures. So this is three and three quarter inch. Probably one of the first times that the Ninja Turtles have been produced in three and three quarter inch, and definitely the first time they've been produced in the vintage Kenner Star Wars style of figure. Mm-hmm. Um, the The packaging is really awesome. It's a pizza box. When you open it up. It's a weird ass Ninja Turtle style pizza with jelly beans and marshmallows and sausage and pickles and all manner of ridiculousness. Um, And then you actually uh, peel out four slices of the pizza and on those slices of the pizza are blister carded uh, Ninja Turtles that are not done they're, or rather, they, they are done in the style of the original action figures. Mm-hmm. So each of the turtles is a slightly different green that all match very well to exactly what the, the original turtles matched. Uh, their heads look almost identical, um, possibly even in size, because they they're, it, it's weird trying to make the turtles fit the proportions of Kenner Star Wars. Like their legs are obviously seem way too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, turtles, the turtles are, are actually be, pretty short. Right. They're supposed to be kind of short, stubby, stocky little guys. Um, I would actually have rather seen these in the Masters of the Universe 5.5 style because they were really close to that anyway with their little squat and everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is it's a weird choice. <laughs> It's, it's cool packaging. It's a cool packaging idea. Cool packaging idea. It's a cool product, kind of. If these were available at retail and they were, you know, $7 each, I'd probably pick them up. 
But given that they are a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, there's no way they're ever going to make it to retail. At the the best, you'll be able to order these uh, online. They just there's there's not enough cool factor for me to to make me want this product. Um, I applaud them. It's an interesting thing, but it's just not for me. It's just not there. Um, and then we're just going to hop right along to what I think is the most interesting thing that Super 7's done in a long time. They have acquired the Peanuts license, but in a way, they're, they're producing them in a way that I've never seen before. Not based on the old cartoons that everybody knows, or even the old comic strips once Schultz like really hit his stride and was like, these are the iconic Peanuts. These are Peanuts the early years. In fact, the first figure in this uh, this pack features uh, what I've been told and I believe to be the first real Peanuts uh, comic strip. Comic strip. Strip is what I was going for. Um, in which Charlie Brown has not even acquired his zigzag on his shirt. <laughs> and the, the strip is is pretty great, honestly. It's just uh, two kids sitting on a stoop. Uh, and, and then you see Charlie Brown off in the distance walking towards them. And one kid says, well, here comes old Charlie Brown. Good old Charlie Brown. Yes, sir. Good old Charlie Brown. And he walks past. And the kid's just like, how I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> This kid is a supervillain. Right, right. Absolutely. He is he is Lex Luthor to Charlie Brown Superman. I I don't understand the camaraderie, but the figure is very simplistically done, but it matches the source material very well. Um, and the whole presentation, like this is the kind of thing I wouldn't take out of the box. Mm -hmm. Uh the whole presentation really makes it. Um now, on the other hand, these other Peanuts figures that they put out are, again, pretty great. Uh, and I would absolutely take them out of the box um, because they're, they're like I said, they're just not the like the oversold versions of these characters. You know what I mean? Uh, like Charlie Brown is in a cowboy outfit. Like I, that doesn't, you know, that does. I don't even know when the fuck that happens. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's not part of any of the specials that they air every year. Um, Schroeder not in front of a piano, but he's the catcher at the baseball game. Mm -hmm. Linus is dressed like a pirate. Snoopy has a coonskin cap on, and he is definitely like the older, weirder, like more dog-like yeah, and less uh, anthropomorphized. Um, Sally is a baby. Lucy looks like Lucy, to be fair. I, I feel like Lucy is the most commercial of them all, which is fitting. <laughs> um, and they're they're just they're great. They're very very well done figures. Um, they're having a you know in the, in years past they had the Skeletor's lair. Um, they are not having that this year, which is pointing kind of a big finger at the idea that Mattel is. Uh, reining in their their property rights, so it's it's likely that there are not many more products, Masters of the Universe wise, going to be coming from uh, Super Seven. We'll see at San Diego Comic Con though. We'll see what they what they have to say. Um, and then the the last thing that they've got on on show here is this really bizarre. Um, even after I read the strip, it was based on. It's still really bizarre. A vinyl figure of Snoopy dressed like Charlie Brown, complete with a Charlie Brown mask. Now, did he? Um, is that his literal face? Did he kill Charlie Brown and he's wearing his face? He he did not. So here's I what happened. The strip. Here's what happened in the strip. Basically, Snoopy's walking by Charlie Brown, and then Charlie Brown jumps out wearing a dog mask and goes boo, and Snoopy just like turns around and walks away unamused and then comes back dressed as Charlie Brown and just goes, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, it's just, it's that really weird Charles Schultz wit. <laughs> um, but it got me. I, I chuckled. Uh, I'm not going to buy this because it's really very weird. 
my my wife, I showed her, she's just like, whoa, why? And she's a big Peanuts fan. So she's like, well, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, well, then maybe we have to buy it. But uh, there's also a, they, they got a ton of stuff because they're doing that. Uh, you know, they're, they're the, they're calling a Peanuts gift shop. Um, so they also, they have uh, enamel pins and cups and pennants and just every marketing ploy you can imagine. Um, one of the pins is this figure and you can lift up the Charlie Brown mask to reveal Snoopy's face as if it would be someone else. I, I don't know, but um, it's very interesting. I Like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of the Peanuts. I like the Peanuts a lot, uh, which is why I said I was a big fan of them. I don't know why I'm reiterating myself. But, just in case uh, anyone doesn't understand your words. Right, you know, just making it clear. Um, but bottom line is, I think this is a really cool set. I hope it keeps going. Um and it's it's nice to see Super Seven is doing stuff that will keep interest if they are in fact losing the Master of the Universe license. So, I guess we'll you know time's going to tell on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today in this uh, episode in which everything went off without a hitch. <laughs> absolutely i don't know why you would bring that up <laughs> uh thanks for listening everybody uh jibcast.com uh, is the website uh facebook.com slash slash structured gibberish one of these days we should um fix that because i can't say it's really hard <laughs> to say that so we got to put a different character jibcast.com tilde structured gibberish whatever uh facebook.com slash structured gibberish uh twitter at structured jib and I'm at underscore B Sokol and Pat's at Green Lantern 999. And we're on all your favorite podcast players. So just Google search it, whatever. It's Spotify search it, I don't know. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, another time. Yeah, buy stocks. <laughs> buy bonds. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man.